Welcome to Axios Pro Rata, where we take just 10 minutes to get you smarter on the collision of tech, business, and politics. Sponsored by Bridge Bank. Be bold. Venture wisely. On today's show, Netflix has new reasons to worry about Disney and AOC exits Facebook. But first, hacking the law. Late last year, I had the privilege of attending a talk by Amanda Wen, an astrophysicist who in 2016 was the driving force behind the passage of something called the Sexual Assault Survivors Bill of Rights. She was just 24 years old at the time and was called to action after learning from personal experience that rape kits in Massachusetts, where she'd gone to college, were destroyed after just six months if extension requests weren't regularly filed by the victim. So her bill passed Congress unanimously, one of fewer than two dozen to have done so since 1980. But when didn't rest on her laurels, she created an organization called Rise, which was designed to get sexual assault survivor bills passed in all 50 states, and so far is about halfway there and continuing to work on the rest. During her talk, Wen also discussed the creation of something called Rise Justice Lab, which she likened to the Silicon Valley startup accelerator Y Combinator, except for civil rights legislation, not for on-demand food delivery apps. Rise Justice Lab has been quietly working on such things as a gun violence bill that was just signed into law in Colorado last week, but she wasn't ready to publicly discuss it until now. Why it matters is that for all the talk of our broken politics, there are people successfully navigating the system for the common good and teaching others to do the same. So in 20 seconds, we'll go deeper with Amanda. But first, this. The Equity Fund Resources Group at BridgeBank is a central hub for the venture capital and private equity communities. Offering banking services for funds, partners, and their portfolio companies, BridgeBank's financial solutions are designed for the entire innovation ecosystem and include creative credit solutions, robust treasury and cash management capabilities, and a suite of international banking products. BridgeBank is a division of Western Alliance Bank. BridgeBank, be bold, venture wisely. We're joined now by Amanda Wen, founder of Rise and the Rise Justice Lab. So Amanda, let's talk about Rise Justice Lab, which you've called kind of a Y Combinator for civil activists. What sparked you to want to create this in addition to what you were already doing with Rise? So Rise Justice Lab started because I thought after passing 21 laws in 21 months unanimously and training over 200 organizers, that we were on to something. And that there's a need for our democracy to be a little bit more transparent. Now, Rise Justice Labs in particular started because I met a wonderful young man by the name of Robert Shemtrap. Robert lost his sister, Carmen Shemtrap, in the Parkland shooting and reached out to me saying that he was frustrated with where gun violence legislation was going and he wanted to cut through the political divide. I'll never forget this. He told me the story of his family meeting with the senator and that senator saying that he wanted to work on gun violence but couldn't because he would lose his seat in the primary. And instead of being mad, Robert turns to me and said, I just want to make it safe for that man to vote because I don't want to lose my other sister to gun violence. And that's what started this inspiration. Let me actually ask about that example, or not necessarily him specifically, but the idea of the RISE laws, as you said, you've gotten them passed unanimously. How do you teach and how does RISE Justice Labs teach people like Robert to kind of go about trying to get that bipartisan, arguably unanimous consensus on issues that are politically charged, partisan charged, like gun violence? I created a theory of organizing called Hoponomics. Hoponomics is divided into two different segments. The first is I gamify the process of passing the law, and then the second is applying diplomacy. At the theory of change of Hoponomics is that hope is contagious. 
and that it's a renewable resource. And the difference between a hope and a dream is that when you have hope, you have a plan. And that's what the gamification of the process of legislation is. We, when an organizer like Robert starts the game, they come in with not necessarily any connections, money, power. They don't look like lobbyists here in D.C. And what we do is we pair them up with a coach. A coach is someone who has gone through the game, gone through Hopeonomics, and won their game. And to win the game means that you've brought your bill to the governor's desk, you've passed it, and now it's come law. And there are a couple key aspects of gaming. First, there's a very clear objective. In this case, it's pass your bill. The second is you're never given more than you can handle. So you skills build and you level up. And third, you have a community, other people who are in this similar situation, fighting for a similar goal. And so with all of these things combined, we were able to take what could have been a very difficult, non-transparent process and broke it down to make it accessible to everyday people. You mentioned get it to governor's offices. Is the goal, obviously you you got federal legislation passed and obviously now Rise on sexual assault and Rise is now working to get it something similar passed in all 50 states. Do you view Rise Justice Labs primarily as working on states or also federal legislation? It's both. So it depends on the type of campaign and what it is that one wants to pass. But this model, Hopeonomics, is applicable to uh, both federal and state campaigns. The 21 laws that we've passed include both federal laws and state laws. You just launched Justice Labs, or at least publicly just launched Justice Labs. How many people are participating in it or how many potential bills, I guess you could say, are, are, are kind of starting that game? Currently, there are three different incubations that are part of this accelerator. And so let me explain how the accelerator works. In cities across America, there are umbrella organizations that provide seed funding and mentorship to tech startups. And it lowers the barrier to entry and accelerates success. That doesn't exist for civil rights until now. The Rise Justice Labs is America's premier civil rights accelerator. What we do is we provide benefits, seed funding, mentorship, hopeonomics training, organizing training, and access to professional services like lawyers, accountants, to cover the opportunity cost of an activist or an organizer. We've been doing this under the radar for about nine months now, and our first pilot incubation are the students and friends of Stoneman Douglas High from Parkland, so led by Robert. But we are currently incubating 48 campaigns. Amanda, I hate to admit I did this, but in doing research, I saw you speak uh, late last year and did some research on you, but unfortunately that also included your Wikipedia page. So I need, I'm, I'm curious about this. I know you talk about wanting to be an astronaut. According to Wikipedia, you are now training to do that. Is that true? So I was at NASA. Actually, I also did a lot of research at the Harvard Smithsonian Center for Astrophysics. You're not blasting off anytime soon. Uh, Amanda, finally, just for folks who might have interest in talking to Rise Justice Labs or possibly have an idea for a bill, what do they do? I encourage anyone who has a passion for an issue and or wants to change the world to apply to Rise Justice Labs at risenow.us. We are looking, again, for people who have an idea about a law they want to write. Our mission at Rise Justice Labs is to help everyday people pen their first law and you know this is a time of waning faith in our democracy and i think that there's never been a more vital moment in our history for everyday people to understand that they hold the power so no one is powerless when we come together apply amanda wen thank you so much for joining us my final two right after this 
The Equity Fund Resource Group at BridgeBank is a central hub for the venture capital and private equity communities. Leveraging nearly two decades of expertise delivering solutions to emerging technology and growth companies, BridgeBank now offers services for funds, SBICs, and general partners including creative credit solutions, robust treasury management capabilities, and a suite of international banking services. BridgeBank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. Be bold, venture wisely. Now it's time for my final two. And first up is news that AT&T has agreed to sell its minority stake in Hulu back to the streaming video company for around $1.4 billion. Now this will help AT&T pay down debt from its massive Time Warner purchase, but that's not why media tongues are wagging this morning. Instead, it's because this deal helps Disney yeah, Disney increased its stake in Hulu to 66%, and there's growing suspicion it's gonna use Hulu, basically kind of like a club, to bash over the head of Netflix. So here's the thinking. Disney soon plans to launch its own streaming service called Disney Plus, and it's gonna be popular, particularly at just $7 a month, but not popular enough alone to beat Netflix. Now though, Disney could also offer a bundle of sorts, a discounted bundle, with Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus, Maybe even throw in Hulu Live, which is basically cable. That's the sort of thing that could cause some serious Netflix migration. And finally, rising political star Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is quitting Facebook. Sort of. She made the announcement on the latest episode of Yahoo News' Skullduggery podcast, saying that the platform is, quote, a public health risk, leading to things like increased isolation, depression, anxiety, addiction, and escapism. So not yet clear, though, is exactly what quitting means. She still has an official Facebook page and is running paid ads, so this might just be a combination of scaling back a bit on official use and stopping personal use. Either way, it is definitely notable that someone who used social media to gain national attention is now moving away from social media's largest platform. Who knows? Maybe someday we'll see President Trump quit Twitter. And we're done. Big thanks for listening. And to my producer, Tim Shovers, have a great national wear your pajamas to work day. And we'll be back tomorrow with another Pro Rata podcast.